Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Forest Focus as Nottingham Forest secure FA Cup progress but lose another key man to injury. We'll discuss that news and react to the club's January transfer plans after detailed reports in the media this week in the company of, first of all, Reds fan Greg Mitchell. Greg, man of the hour, hero of the hour. Uh, you you went last night and you're here with us already. How are you doing? All right, yeah. I, feel, uh, it, I think it would have been a lot more grouchy and tired if we hadn't got through, but uh, yeah, feeling fresh and ready to go today. You're only in a in a shirt, a forest shirt. For those who are listening, I'd be in three jumpers and a coat still if I were you. Well, I've got the heating on. Don't tell Laura; she's at work. She don't like me having it on. But yeah, it's on full blast. If she watches this, and second <laughs> yesterday, and for those who were speculating, how late are we going to be? The reason that we were late is Emily Anderson, who uh, what, couldn't sort her headphones out basically. So that's why we're late for people who are wondering. Sorry to rat you out there, Emily. How are you doing? No, I'm good, thanks. I'm I'm normally late for things. My friends all know that, and it's because I'm a positive person. I, I just think I can do so much, and it turns out I can't. So really sorry that I made us two minutes late, but delighted to be here. Um, I also have the heating on. Don't tell Nick. <laughs> I think I've got the heating on. I don't know. It's all set. <laughs> but it's all set electronically by my wife's phone, uh, and I'm always <laughs> late because I'm disorganised, not necessarily. Well, Greg will say I'm not positive. So, yeah, that must be the the reason that I that we're a bit slow starting if it's ever my fault. Right. Uh, let's talk about, uh, well, like I say, we're going to talk about last night, a few names from the game, a bit of Brentford chat, and then we'll discuss transfers in probably the second half of the show. Talk about last night, Greg, from a you know the fans' point of view of being there. You probably thought a nice comfy night after 55 minutes or whatever it was, we'll get away and be home on time. And then, it, you know, it's a forest, forest kind of performance. What did you make of it? Oh, it was, uh, do you know, we walked in a different entrance than you usually do. They only open like half the stand. So you walked in right on the corner flag and it, you could see the ice on the pitch. You could still see it like they hadn't cleared it off. And I thought, if this wasn't on TV, I don't think this game's going ahead. And um, it was just, it was a leveller that was. I know we're saying, oh, we should beat these and we thought we should, but you knew it wasn't going to be as straightforward, especially against them. I mean, you only have to look at what happened last year. So, it was a relief more than anything just to get through it because that pitch, the occasion for them, the momentum they had, it was all a leveller. So uh, I was pretty pleased at the end of it. Cold, but please. Uh, let's say a few good mornings to uh, a few people who've joined us. Who have we got? Um, 
Uh, blah, 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 blah. Marcus, James, Simon, uh, Rafik, Gregorum. Uh, it's funny how Gregorum has now become Gregorum, just not not Greg because of Greg Mitchell. So he gets a yeah extra notification on his name there. Uh, who else? Marcus, uh, Wacky Backy One. Some of these YouTube names. Uh, Derek, Stephen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Good to have you all with us. Oh, someone's donated one pound ninety nine. That's amazing. There you go. Thanks to Stephen Downs. Love that. Yeah, that's very kind of you, Stephen. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, a couple of other things to pick up on uh, from the game, Greg. Um, that fan who was taken ill, right? At, was it the sec- uh, first half of, it, of extra time? Were you anywhere near that? I think he's, he's. People said on Twitter that he's better now, which is good. Yeah, we we weren't to be honest. We were a couple of blocks away, but we saw all the commotion. Saw the fans waving the hands and you instantly know now, don't you? Do you know with every game being on TV and you've seen it on TV enough to know that something serious was happening? Uh, all the stewards and police and, you know, countless uh, first aiders were rushing. It was great to see Woody and uh, Mangala and a couple of others, you know, almost jumping the barriers, getting equipment over. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just good to hear that it, it sounds like he was okay towards the end and i think simon the knots police guy mentioned something along the lines of he was um he was there to be able to see the the last goal which was just fantastic to hear so just hope he gets well soon if he is uh recovering today and before we get into a few names from the game emily as well uh the, the shirt for czech Koyate's dad um was a nice touch obviously thoughts are with him but it's Shows a bit of unity and spirit and that Forest players' thoughts are with, you know, a struggling teammate as well, doesn't it? Yeah, you can really see that team spirit in the squad, can't you, from from that. And also, like you say, the way they dealt with the ill fan. And um, and again, it was another team that we've not seen before. There were lots. It was kind of another makeshift team, wasn't it? And I was just a bit like Greg, relieved to get through the however long the game went on for in the end. What was it? Over two hours in the end um, of football. Um, and actually... What was really impressive for me is that on a cold, very bitterly cold Wednesday night in the Northwest, when actually a lot of these players will have never have played in conditions like this, some of the, you know, some of the, the Brazilians and, and the Argentinians, and yet they all seemed really up for it. So it was never a case of, oh, yeah, I can't be bothered because it's a cold Wednesday night. It's only the FA Cup third round. You could tell from, from minute one that Nuno was like, we, we need to win this. We need to see this game out. And yeah, we, you know, there were mistakes that we'll, we'll obviously go into. But to be able to see that game out, I think will do the team and the fans the, the world of good. So, um, yeah, I was, it, it was the Forest way. I said it on Twitter last night. We don't do anything easy. And at 2-0, a bit like Mark said last night on the pod, I was very relaxed. I even went, I think I went and put the dishwasher on or something. I was just, you know, chilling. And then suddenly I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Cool. <laughs> but no, it all worked out well in the end, didn't it? So, no, I'm happy today. Yeah, we did a detailed, like, 45 minutes on the game last night with Mark and Pete Blackburn. So check that out if you haven't. And we'll just do a few other bits around it today. Just Emily mentions mentality there, Greg. It was, it was a bit of the two sides of the coin last night, wasn't it? Because like Emily, I thought the mentality was really good. The players were up for it. We wanted to play out from the back and impose ourselves. But then as soon as we concede, it's a consistent thing that we're, we're right on the back, the back foot. And it seems to impact us more than other teams, maybe because we're watching it because we're so much more invested. But was was that you know the positive and the negatives of Forrest Mensley last night? Yeah, I'll start with the positive because it was really noticeable. Um, we both mentioned it, that the fact that, Yatesy especially. Do you know why when we're defending a corner or something, every single player's like 
shaking each other's hand and you know getting each other up for it and it was just really noticeable that there was this team effort when we were under the cosh and we were under the cosh a lot it was a, a horrible game to play in I'm sure but it it just seemed like they were really really together and fighting and they wanted to win it you know it seemed they cared about this cup game a lot more than some of us uh, in the crowd almost and it, it was just good to see it was a it was a relief to see, and if there were any positives from last night, it was that that fighting spirit, and eventually they get through uh, one way or another. They got there, but it, it was it was just a real noticeable thing, and it started with Yatesy, and uh, you know the defenders as a whole. Really, they were really like, up for it with each other. So yeah, it was a, a positive for sure that side of things. Uh, good to have over 200 people with us, considering we were only here a few hours ago just before bed and now people are waking up and joining us again, which is great. Quick plug for the Trent Nav. Uh, it's Thursday night, so let's plug. Uh, it's Pi Night and they do quizzes first uh, Thursday and last Thursday of the month. It's only £8.50 for pie and chips. I paid £17. I didn't pay, actually. My brother-in-law paid. I shouldn't say that. Uh, £17.50 for lamb hot pot, which is basically the same as pie and chips in Lancaster, on New Year's Day. So I think that's good value uh, at the NAV uh, to get food like that. So there you go. And thanks to my brother-in-law for paying for the whole money, a whole meal for us. Uh, right. Let's touch on a few names from the game, a few uh, specifics. Some of these we'll, we'll come back to in the transfer section as well. But um, Blacodemos, Emily, I don't think I'm much of a fan of his. So I don't know <laughs> if you've uh, you if anything's what? changed. No, do you know what? I, when 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 he signed for us, I was really excited because he's got you know he's Champions League pedigree. He's he plays uh, number one for Greece, and my stepson reliably informed me last night as I was possibly slagging him off during the game. He's eighty one rated on FIFA. He's really good, so he couldn't believe that I was so annoyed with with Vlachodimos. He was like, you know, he's a really good keeper, and he's. He has to be, doesn't he? Because we've seen him play for other clubs where he's he's a decent keeper. But particularly the second goal last night, and I know you talked about it last night, Matt. I mean, to be behind the line, I mean, I just I just had no words. And I think I just put on the group chat, wow. I mean, seriously, we may as well have had no one between the sticks last night. You shoot on target, you score. Um and I know there's this debate as, as who's the lesser of two evils. But for me, you've got to put Matt Turner back in because, yes, he's terrible with his feet. And, yes, he has a, a calamity most matches, but he can save shots. I know I, I don't know if it was you or Mark said last night that you didn't think it would have made a difference if, if Turner had been in goal. I actually think he would have stood more of a chance of defending those shots. The first goal, you could argue, he could have got he could have probably got a palm to it and palmed it over the crossbar. But it was a you know, it was a good goal, the first one. But I, I just can't believe that this 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 keeper with this pedigree is, is currently so bad. And I, I can't work out why. And, yeah, he just – he looks like a rabbit caught between the headlights to me. And I want him to do well. I don't not like him. I just want – I just want him to improve, and he needs to improve really fast. Yeah, I mean, it was Mark who said, uh, said that because he – I think he doesn't. Well, I'm not speaking for him. He doesn't think Turner's brave enough, and um, also he thinks like Nuno wants us to play out from the back. And Vicodimos did pretty well with his feet on a tricky pitch, so I think he would still pick Turner again. Um, you know, this comment here sums up what I said. You know, I didn't think we could pick Turner after Man United because he's so fundamentally flawed with his feet. But now I think we have to start him if I was picking between the two. Uh, what about you, Greg? 
I'm still not sure. The thing with last night was that pitch again. It was it was no bowling green, so there was going to be a lot of balls coming to feet, which there was. And with Turner's, you know, current situation, the way he is with his feet, it it might not have been the game for him. But yeah, the second goal was was bad. The first goal, I don't think many are saving that. It was a cracking shot. But yeah, the second goal. We've got a real situation on our hands, haven't we? Because we've got two keepers that are out of form. They've shown the decent keepers in the past, not for us yet, uh, but they've not got form and one of them's got a click soon. But the problem is, I suppose, now we are just micro-analysing every single thing they do and that's that's on them, really. That's on them to change that fact and, you know, come out with a game where the best thing one of those keepers could do was finish a game and we don't need to talk about them. Yeah. You know, and at the minute, that just hasn't been a game like that for for either of them. Uh, I still think Vlad starts on Saturday, and I think that's why he started last night. But um, yeah, one of them's really got to step up soon, and you're playing against one of the best strikers in English football on Saturday as well. So good luck. That's the worry, yeah. isn't it? That you know, it couldn't be worse for us now that on Saturday. I know they haven't got the, the backups of um, Wamo and Wissa, but Ivan Tony is going to be playing havoc with him isn't he they're going to get him in those positions crosses coming in Tony's going to take full advantage and that terrifies me absolutely terrifies me for Saturday um so yeah yeah and also if we're you know three relative um idiots isn't the right phrase but you know we're not experts and we're microanalyzing <laughs> everything about our goalies and you know Brentford are and they're gonna have more sophisticated analysis yeah although basically hoof it in the box might not uh might not be needed. I don't. What are you shaking your head at? Just Thomas Frank. Just every time I think of Brentford, that bloke. God, he will be. He'll be in his little office now in a darkened room. Just yeah. Anyway, powering and planning. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> uh, thanks for some new members: uh, Danish Red, Tony Bagley, and Ray Thornbury for joining. Ray Thornbury sounds like could be in Toast of London as like a nemesis. <laughs> Stephen Toast. That's a great name. Uh, yeah, thanks for your support. Really appreciate you guys uh, signing up and everyone else who uh, already has done. Next name, I've, I've written down three here. I mean, we'll, we'll come on to a few more, but Omobamidele, uh, Emily, I'll say take it to Emily because I don't think Greg wants to say his name. He still hasn't mastered it yet. Um, him playing means that he can't play for another club this season. He can't go out on loan unless it's to Norwich, but I'm sure that, that won't happen. Um, we asked, we spoke about it last night, but what did you make of him uh, last night on his performance? Really decent debut. Obviously, his job isn't to score goals, and he got a goal on his debut. And um, yeah, really lovely finish. Um, he was he was he was good. And I think with the current state of play with our central defenders, we need him. So I don't think it's even an option to send him off. Um, and I don't know if any of you heard, he was talking on Radio Nottingham last night, and his family are historically all Forest fans. So he's. His heart is in this club as well. You wouldn't expect an, an Irish international to, to support for us. They're all Liverpool or Man United, aren't they? Um, which kind of made me warm to him even more. And I've mastered his name, Omobama Delhi, so I'm happy for him to stay. Sam Matafei struggled with it last night, didn't he? He struggled with a few things last night, yeah. <laughs> but no, I thought it was a really decent debut. And actually, uh, for me, it was great to see him finally get a game. Because as we've talked about before, we signed him... Um, you know, for a decent amount of money and, and we weren't seeing this player that was meant to be this amazing defender from Norwich. Um, and actually, if if he was to start on Saturday, you know, I'd be quite happy with that. And it would be amazing for him to have a first Premier League start, won't it? 
yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll come. We'll come back to that. Uh, yeah. I think um, your mate Shane says that Greg <laughs> has problems with Irish. You know what? When Emily said about Irish internationals always being Liverpool or Man U fans, I first thought, I hope Shane's not listening to that, and then his, <laughs> his message straight away. <laughs> Biggest Forest fan, I know. I will say um, most. I said most. That it, that it, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Balladelli. No. no. Right. I'll say it again. <laughs> Really yeah, I've got it. I've got it. But anyway, do you know what I'll say about him? He yeah. was another reason I think we had that real unity. Uh, he yeah. was acting like a captain. He was walking around reassuring everyone. Uh, Laura commented on it first and just saying, look at him. And he's hands around people, shouting at people in the faces. Uh, and yeah, maybe a little bit rusty, especially after his goal. We'll give him some... Uh, what would that have been? A bit of too much enthusiasm, maybe. But he, he looked good. He looked like he's capable. And it's funny that only two days ago we were on here saying we might never see him play. Uh, and then within a few minutes of his debut, he scored a goal and and not done bad. Yeah, there was mistakes. But again, that pitch was horrendous. And what a horrible game to have to play your debut on. But got a goal and, and we got through. So I'd be delighted if I was him. I mean, I'd give you credit for that point, but you've, you've held your hand up and said it was Laura's point. That was, that was good. So, uh, thank you, Laura. Bye, Greg. Uh, as Davey says uh, in the comments, do us a favour and hit like if you haven't already. It helps uh, get more eyes on uh, what we're putting out. So we'd appreciate that if you can. Uh, last name I've got on the list here before we kind of branch out, Emily, is um, Brandon Aguilera. He did really well off the bench and I was really impressed. I'm always a bit reticent now, having made this mistake myself of bigging up players on their debut way too much. I mean, Scarpa, this is re very recent times. Scarpa, John Joe Shelby, I think, came yeah. off the bench against Fulham and looked really good. Uh, Matt Turner, Vlacodimos, when we won against Villa, we were saying, oh, he looks solid. He didn't have a lot to do, but he did a good job. So where are you at on Aguilera? Is he in your team and a star of the future or are you kind of taking a watching brief on him? I think I'm probably yeah more in your camp. I think he he came on and you know got a good few minutes and he was you, you know he was kind of like um you know like a puppy or something wasn't he? It was like a very excitable puppy and, and got some crosses in and, and did well. But I wouldn't want to put too much pressure on him because I don't think he's ready. He's not ready for for a start yet. Um, possibly a, a substitution, a sub appearance. But um, yeah, I for me he's a star of the future. He's still really young, isn't he? I've seen him a couple of times. Um, pre-season in some of the friendlies and he always looks bright um but yeah I guess at the moment like we've talked about with the defense we're also shocking shockingly um weak up front with all the injuries so you know maybe he is someone that we need to start thinking about but no I thought I thought he did really well last night when he came on and was really bright and had a good attitude and was just another example of them all working together playing together um, and wanting to get through and Greg's mentioned it I don't think we can underestimate how bad the conditions were last night with the weather with the pitch um, with the occasion for Blackpool um, and I think we need to remember that that actually despite all these things that were working against us last night we, we still got through and I think that's something to be really pleased about because not many people I think would want to have played on the pitch with ice and, the, and it being really cold and yeah so you know, like like Brandon and the others, I thought they did really well. Yeah, he did. I saw him against Burnley in the Carabao Cup, and he stood out on a night when we were, you know, pretty average, right? You know, uh, when we lost that game. So I think he's got a good future, and I think he's probably better centrally as well in the Gibbs White role. So mm. you know, if he sticks around, and you know, Morgan gets a 
a big move in a few years, then then he could be uh, definitely one for the future. Ray Thornbury's messaged you, Greg. I think this is direct to you with a bit of a bio uh, saying that he's from Nottingham, but another fan who lives in Ireland, lives in Dublin. So, yeah, lots of Forest fans. I don't know why it's specifically directed at you, Greg, but uh, there you go. Good Thank to you, hear. Ray. Appreciate it. I'm really pleased there are lots of Forest fans. I shall never say that again about Liverpool and Man United. I stand corrected. <laughs> no, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I shall now visit Ireland. It's great. Uh, Chris Aylm is on on Saturday as well, talking about Irish Forest fans. Chris is back with Mark for the post-match show, so keeping the representation going there. Uh, let's turn our attention to Brentford, and we'll kind of link it back to Blackpool as we as we go along. I, I was pretty optimistic going into Saturday, Greg, but as is my once, I'm feeling pretty worried about the game now. If you know, uh, Gibbs White's definitely out by the sound of it. I'll just read out Nuno's quote, actually, before I come to you. Because we thought it might be one, you know, Steve Cooper often did say a player's out and they'll appear. But um, this is what Nuno said post-match uh, to the post about uh, Gibbs White. When I spoke in the last press conference, we didn't have an issue, but he had a knock. And now, unfortunately, he's going to be out for some time. Mm. The first diagnosis we have is a couple of weeks. It's an abdominal situation. He's been treated and had an MRI. We'll miss him. And he was in a very good moment for us. Everyone can see we're short of options, especially offensive options. Got a lot of players out, but the group is showing that with the help of everybody, we will manage. And then uh, then it cuts off because I think I can't paste it properly, ever the professional. But the gist of it is, Greg, that he's out for a couple of weeks, which would put him touch and go for Arsenal and maybe even Bournemouth as well. So how does that impact how you're feeling about Brentford? Uh, quite majorly, to be honest. Um, I think Nuno's hinting at, can we have a look in the transfer market there as well by saying how short we are? Because uh, it is extremely quiet, but it is for every club. Um, it's just the fact they've got Tony back. I think we're we're absolutely, of course, the whole. I mean, world's media is going to be on about Ivan Tony, and you know, is he going to get his goal and start how he means to go on and get in that England squad? And that's all you keep hearing. So it does get in your head now. But maybe that underdog spirit, that fighting spirit that we seem to have, might well help us. Um, we certainly owe them a lot one or two. So um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really hard. But we have got players to beat them. They're not the Brentford they were the last couple of seasons. Uh, and who's to know whether Tony Ike starts how he means to go on? He might not even start the game. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a real tough game. It's half five on a Saturday, though, so a great day down. London pre-match and all that should be a good atmosphere and... We'll just have to see. And, you know, this next man up mentality, that's got to be a big thing. And real backs to the wall probably against them. They're going to want quite a bit of possession and uh, they're going to test us. They're going to test our weaker players. Thomas Frank's going to be there doing his stupid stuff he always does. And, uh, yeah, it's a it's a big game against relegation rivals as well. So, mm. Mm, well, I'd just love to get a result. <laughs> I mean, they have lost five in a row themselves, mm. Brentford, Emily. Tony is such a big factor and a big difference, but they are in a bad run of form. And if we were going there with more strength up, you know, in depth, I think Elanga's going to be out. Tyro, obviously, hudson Adoy hobbled off. Uh, it does make me feel more worried about it. How are you feeling? I feel fine about it because... Um... You know, yes, they've got Tony back, but that's one player. And yes, he might punish us, but we, we can't go into it with that attitude. And I'm sure Nuno won't. Every game he's um, managed for us so far, we've gone in um, taking the game by the scruff of the neck. 
and um, it, it's worked more often than not. And yes, we've got injuries, but we've just got to forget about those injuries. We've just got to, like Greg said, have that next man up attitude. And actually, some of these young guns that that we saw last night, um, you know, they'll be eager and, and ready to impress Nuno. So um, I feel that we can get something out of the game because, like you say, Brentford are on a terrible, terrible run, aren't they? Um, and maybe Ivan Tony will make the difference, but he's not played Premier League football for what is it, eight months or so. So he's not going to be match fit. Um, so I just think we've got to go into the game with the right attitude. And I'm sure the players and the and the, the manager will. And I think the fans have got to do the same. And I'm sure um, the thousands that are going down to Brentford will do that. Um, but I, I, I know we say this a lot. Oh, it's a must-win game. It's a must-win game because it is a relegation battle game. But it's not the end of the world if we don't get something out of this. Um, but, but I think we can. And we should. You know, we should go into it with that attitude that we can. Because even with these lack of attacking options... We still scored three goals last night. Yes, I know it was against the League One side. Um, but yeah, just go in with it with the right attitude. And I feel, I mean, I might feel differently come Saturday night, but but right now I feel quite relaxed about it. Uh, morning to Anthony, who's pulled over to the side of the road to join oh. work to, uh, from his truck to, to watch us, which is great. Uh, one of the big, there's you know, a couple of big selection questions, Greg. Obviously in goal, we discuss. And another reason I picked Turner is because he's a bit more commanding in the air than... Uh, Odysseus, who seems to like to pl- punch everything. But the other question is uh, central defence. Uh, we you know with Tony back, mm. we need they're going to load balls in the box. They're very good at set pieces. We've seen Murillo again is susceptible in the air. It happened last night with that awful second goal, which was a bit overshadowed by Vakodimos. Um, who who for you are the centre halves? Because McKenna came back in from the cold. It's interesting. Joe Worrell didn't start. I'm not sure that's a ringing endorsement of him. And Oman Bamadeli is good on the ball, but not the biggest. So there's uh, a, a bit of a conundrum there. Who would your two be or three be of Brentford? Murillo, if fit, obviously. I know it's only cramp, wasn't it? They were saying, but it seems to be he's, he's struggling through most games. It seems he's limping off, or you see him walking over the side of the pitch and wondering if that's it for a few weeks. Um, I think probably Joe. Um, I don't think Scott's had enough. Game time, yeah, he came on, he won a couple of headers and he looked, you know, he looked ready to play. But I don't think Saturday's the game for him yet. And plus, mm-hmm. it sounds like if we, if we are going to have any outgoings, he's possibly one of the favourites to go. Um, so, yeah, Murillo, if fit, and uh, and definitely Joe. And then I'm, I'm not sure, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, maybe, maybe it would be Scott, but we'll see. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because he's left-footed, he's not great on the ball, mm. so then you have to move Murillo to the right and sets the balance a bit. Um, yeah, Lee says he'd start McKenna. I think Murillo's the sure start out of all of them, if fit. Mm. He's the one that, that definitely starts. Yeah, yeah. Don Vamadeli start? He went off with cramp, Emily, for you. Um, would he keep his place for you? Yeah, Murillo, to me, has to start a fit. And my immediate response without thinking about it was McKenna because he's better in the air than the others. But like you say, he's not so great, you know, with his feet. Um, I wonder whether we go for a back five, but I don't know whether that's Nuno's style, is it? And we we pack, we pack sort of pack the defence and play on the counter because we know that Brentford are going to want to play with possession. Um, so maybe we do it that way. Um, but, I think um, Murillo and... McKenna, I would start. Yeah, I mean, he did play a back three more often than not for Wolves. That was generally 
what he yeah, did Yeah, he just hasn't years. done that for us, though, has he? For no, us, he's no. gone back, back four every time. Um, maybe that because then that gives us more attacking options. Um, but, yeah, maybe we need that extra man at the back to deal with Tony. Hmm. So maybe it's um, a back, back five. We'll talk more about Brentford tomorrow on the full match preview with um, Temps and Mikey. Leave them something to talk about and switch gears to these transfer reports we saw yesterday in loads of outlets all saying the same thing. So I'm sure the reporters were briefed about what Forest's plans are. But basically, um, they're, you know, sell to buy type thing. They're, they're going to bring money in before they, they buy anyone. Um no new goalie by the sound of it. Tavares and Origi could go back. Uh, only two or three new signings. And then defenders could be sold. Borrell, McKenna, Felipe are all mentioned. And uh, Oral Mangala could go. But but he played last night. So we'll break down uh, those points uh, now. Well, what do you think about it, Greg, in general, that we're not going to see the, you know, the, the huge spending that we've seen and the huge numbers that we've seen? And we're going to be or have to be more more prudent because of the you know what's happened with FFP in last week. How do you feel about that? Long term, this is the the better, if not the most popular. This is obviously the better, most sensible way of doing things. It's not going to be as enjoyable. We're not going to have those. Well, I bet we do have those yellow bars actually on transfer deadline day. They can't help themselves. But um, it is. It's got to be like this. It's just the modern way, isn't it? I mean, it's unfortunate, but. Yeah, sell to buy. And I hope it's not Mangala, by the way. I was delighted he did start last night. I said it the other day. I wanted him to start just to kind of cement that he's our player still. And hopefully that continues and he starts on Saturday. But my only issue is the selling to buy. The the money in our squad to sell isn't really there. We're not going to get a lot of money for the likes of McKenna. Uh, Joe maybe a bit more. And it's good for financial fair play that is an academy guy. Um, but yeah, selling a player that we're not needing to use week in, week out and getting some money for, that's going to be the hardest thing of this uh, this backroom staff's task for this January. Yeah, and that's a good point, isn't it, Emily? Because we're not going to sell Gibbs White or Murillo. Um, and since half, you know, we could sell Warrell or McKenna, but I don't see it, or Felipe, but two of them don't have much value and we're very short on numbers. So, um, perhaps would Joe be the one who maybe does go now? We and we have to keep Scott and you know not go cap in hand back to him, but in, you know invite him back into the fold and ask him to do what he did pretty well against Blackpool last night. Yeah, because I guess with Joe as well, it's it's all profit, isn't it? Um, and obviously mm. we won't get mega numbers for him, but he's still of an age where he can, you know, he's he's a he's a great player, isn't he? Um, he's just not quite. It's he's just not quite quite working for him at the moment with us and. And I, I prefer this strategy, I think, because I can't cope with the anxiety of signing so many players, not knowing who's good, who's not. Also, not knowing if we are within the profit and sustainability rules. And we've got to be sustainable if we want to be a Premier League club long term. We've, we've got to think of like the Brighton model and the Brentford model. I'm sorry to say it, Greg, but... Um, I just think it's a better way of doing things. And, you know, you talk about, oh, well, you know, we, we haven't got much profit in the players that we've got. But I know we're, we're short on quality numbers, but we've still got a lot of um, of guys on the um, on the wage bill. And I think that maybe we need to sort of almost um, do more with less. So get rid of get rid of a, a, a group of them that we know aren't going to be making that match day squad. 
um, and maybe bringing in just a few key quality signings. Um, I mean, the shock, the, the really surprising thing for me is that we're not in the market for a keeper in, in January now. And I, I just thought that was, for me, that was number one on my list. Um, but then we have got four keepers on the books, haven't we? So maybe Nuno can see something that, that we can't currently see. Or maybe it is just yeah. literally about money and the, the, the cash isn't there to get a, a, a Jose Sarr or a Ramsdale on loan till the end of the season. Yeah, I think a lot of it's money. And a lot of it is we yeah. haven't really got um, high-value players that we could sell. I mean, a lot of yeah. our signings have been over 30 and a lot are out of contract in the summer, which will get a lot of money off the wage bill, like uh, Coyate and Aurier and players like that. But there's only really... I mean, who is worth a lot of money? Taiwo, Gibbs-White, Murillo. Um, yeah, like the centre-halves, you maybe get a couple of million for... Um, McKenna, nothing. Danilo really has paid. potential. Oh, yeah. Danilo, yeah, good point. Mm. Uh, and Joe Worrell's worth, what was, I don't know, I'm fucking figure out, yeah, seven million. I don't know. Yeah. I really, I also, know. not that we want him to go, also Mangala. I know he, he won't go for mega, mega books, but he'd go for a decent amount. You know, he's, he proved last night as well why we need to keep him, didn't he? Because he's just solid. He's just, yeah, he just, he had a really good game last night and it just cemented my thoughts of we, we can't, I hope we don't sell him because we kind of need him. We moved the ball a lot quicker in the first half last night because he was moving the ball quicker. Mm. Yates was more positive. I was, mm. That was noticeable that Yates's passing was more more progressive. And Dominguez adds a lot. Like we were saying last night, Dominguez is suddenly one of our most uh, yeah. yeah important players because he he'll get forwards as well. All about the no goalkeeper thing, Greg. Whether whatever the reason for it, whether it's Nuno wants it, or we've got no cash. Uh, how do you feel about having no keeper come in this month? Well, one of them's got to, one of them's got to get in form, haven't they? And they clearly feel one of them is capable of doing that. Um, it, I don't like bashing our own players, but it was a light-hearted, funny tweet last night. Someone put about how Mangala had saved more shots than them uh, last night with that goal line clearance. It made me smile. But uh, yeah, if that's the case, at least we know where we are with it. And like I keep saying, one of them's got to come into form because. We've only got a couple of weeks to to change that decision on the no keeper. Maybe a good loanee keeper does come in, but whilst you've got Horvath, Hennessy, Vlad and Turner, you've got to be able to release at least one or two of them. Luton fans never seemed keen on Horvath, but even though he got them promoted, helped get them promoted, which always made me always a bit strange for me. So um, surely these keepers at that age, they, they need some game time somewhere. So yeah. I'd hope one of them at least goes out on loan for starters. But, um, yeah, did you see that comment from Matt D a, a few minutes ago about the FFP, by the way, uh, that we will have a little bit more headroom? I've read that a couple of times about the rules changing. So Yeah, because it's a three-year rolling period. So mm. then we bring in another Premier League season. So it's two out of the three would be £35 million permitted losses. Yeah. So you would think survive this season, have a quiet mm. transfer mm. window, and then... We might be able to start doing these these bigger money signings where we only sign two or three in a in a transfer window. But it is it's so important we get through this one. Mm. Uh, Horvath's been linked with I think it was Hull City for one point five million, which is good. But it shows yeah. it sale would be fantastic. Yeah, it wouldn't bring in loads of money either. So, um, but yeah, as Rafik says here, the the permitted losses go up from sixty one to eighty three million, and then if we were to stay in the Premier League. For another season, it would be 105 million, like everyone else. Um, 
yeah, which it should be. I mean, we're going back to the promoted clubs argument, Rao, about how FFP mm-hmm. is is unfair, uh, which I do uh, think it is and needs needs tweaking. Um, the other names on that list, um, Tavares and Origi, Emily. We we discussed Tavares a bit last night. Um, I don't know. He put some good corners in. Uh, what, what's your take on Tavares staying potentially? I was really surprised that he started over Toff um, because I think Toff's had a great season with us so far. And although we know Tavares is really good at going forward, I just don't feel comfortable with him defending. Um, and I'm still not convinced by him. I'd rather keep Toff and maybe ship him back. Um, and Origi, likewise, we haven't seen enough of him, have we? Um, and what we have seen, he hasn't really done anything. So, I mean, those are two two, two players that I would probably offload. Hmm. What about you, Greg? Yeah, with the, th- the noticeable thing with Toff coming on as well was his corners and his set-piece takings. Mm. It's critical for us and the way we play. Um, I'd still stick with Tavares. I think there's something there. Uh, Origi, obviously, is massive wages. Like, if we can, you know... Is it only till January his anyway, or is it a full season? It must be a full no, it's season. a full season. But yeah, I mean, if we can, yeah, if we comment, can so. get him back, that'd be great news for us and our books. I'm certain uh, because he's no use for us, is he? Unfortunately, whilst he's he's injured and we're having to pay a bit of uh, his hundred and twenty grand or whatever he's on. Um, but no, I'd, I'd stick with Tavares. I think there's something there, and we and we maybe need that area shoring up a bit. Yeah, I think I don't know this, but if we did terminate a Rigi's loan, I there'd probably be a fee attached to that because it doesn't help Milan, and they'll you know they they don't want him back. So maybe we, I don't know. It might not save us too much money, but it would get him off the wage bill and would free up a a space in the squad certainly. Uh, some of these I've put some of these Tavares comments up as well, basically saying the same thing uh, that you know good going forwards can't defend. Uh, you know, could be a decent winger as well. I think we I saw said that. that last yeah. Night. Yeah, yeah, I said that. You, you almost need to push him further up the pitch, don't you? Because then he's really dangerous. And I, I just don't think defensively he's, he's he's quite there. So, yeah, maybe if we could play him more as a winger, then um, we've got Aina um, and Toff as left-back. So, yeah. He did play higher up the pitch for Marseille last season. And you saw yeah. last night, he, he, was, he can beat a man, um, but Ooh. defensively... Like he goes for he goes for a couple of headers and I think he knows he's not going to win them and then he loses it and he's out of position and yeah I'm not not convinced but um, yeah lots of people on social media calling for Emmanuel Dennis to come back from his loan we've discussed this already but I, lots of people keep saying it uh, yeah not for me not for me Greg personally right uh, that brings us pretty much to uh, a close so any other business before we depart Greg. I haven't listened to last night's podcast, shamefully. I've been trying to get some sleep. Oh, but, uh, the, uh, I, just, <laughs> I thought our three yellow cards, our first three yellow cards, were all just hilarious last night. <laughs> Murillo's was just, uh, God knows what he was thinking. Yates's wrestling move like, into the snow was just, it was funny. It was just, I was thinking, oh, God, what is going on here? But um, any other businesses just beat the streets again. I keep banging on about it but tickets are on sale great local charity help the homeless in nottingham and it's just going to be a brilliant sunday with loads of live music i think murillo it was he he lost the header didn't he i think he was frustrated um uh, yeah and then <laughs> i reckon he tried to smash it against the 
board, the advert yeah. board. But we we saw that angry Blackpool fan just come over. I thought he's going to come over the barrier, and then it was great to see it as picked up on TV. He was fuming, and then the Blackpool staff obviously thought, "Oh, we'll make a meal of this," and took the stewards up, took the first aiders up, made sure it was like a big. Oh, look at us! He's a... But oh. no, it was, it was funny. It was just a, a funny moment of a weird night. The Yates really one was weird, funny though. as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, who else got booked? We got a lot of bookings. Danilo. Danilo. Had six, wasn't it six bookings <laughs> last night we got? I mean, well, a lot were kicking the ball away, weren't they? Chris yeah. was kicking the ball away. You don't get away with that anymore, do you? When you flag offside as a strike and you have the shot when you probably know. You don't get yes, away with that. Dominguez got booked as well, didn't he, again? I think uh, Danilo's was a frustrating one where you stand over the ball when they're trying to take a free kick. There was some stupidity last night, you know, which could cost us with yellow cards yeah. and stuff, I must say. But uh, I was just shaking my head, smiling to myself, thinking, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, we got six six yellow cards last night. Montiel, Wood, Danilo, Dominguez, Yates, Murillo. What did Montiel get booked for? He always gets booked. In the 123rd minute, he got booked. Must have been slowing the game down. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. they've reset the clock as well. So, um, yeah, we're going to get a few suspensions. Uh, we get them. Yeah, we will get Afcon players. Uh, yeah, back soon as well. Oh my gosh, we do rack them up. Um, yeah, but yeah. we want fighting spirit, and that's yeah. fighting spirit, isn't yeah. it? And actually, I'll take that any any day over complacency. Keep going, mm. boys. <laughs> Kicking the ball away isn't fine, Spirit. No, 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 no. Body yeah, slamming exactly. someone into the Body snow. Body slamming is <laughs> Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I, I'd take the booking for that for the entertainment. It was brilliant. It was funny. There's me saying Ryan Yates is the best player in the league for avoiding bookings, and he, yeah, he's body slamming a bloke into the yeah the pitch coverings, <laughs> not even on the pitch. But no, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, anything else from you, Emily? Before we go. No, not at all. Um, just on the game, I forgot to mention how lovely was it to see Danilo's gunfingers back? Yeah. I've seen them for so long. Um, I just hope he improves because he had the sparks of being a, a, a really great player at the end of last season. And it would be really nice if that could be his lift off um, because he has been a little bit disappointing so far. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased we got the win and um, bring on Saturday. Yeah, it wasn't the best finish. So yeah, he got away with it. And I hope, like you say, yeah. it kicks him, it kicks him yeah. on. Because he was so good at the end of last season. Um, and there's obviously such a good player there, but his passing's been a bit loose. Um, mm. Yeah, and that pitch wasn't good last night, so I don't hold it too much against him last night. Good to see the Brazilian boys uh, put a shift in, certainly. I know I wouldn't have fancied it. I wouldn't have fancied standing in the stands with you, you, with you Greg. Not nothing against you, that sounds bad. But... Sounded like it. <laughs> Because of the temperatures, yeah. Right, uh, nothing else from me, so we shall leave it there. Uh, if you have enjoyed this, as ever, do us a favour and like and subscribe. Uh, give us a good review on iTunes. Uh, that really helps as well. And then we shall be back tomorrow morning with uh, Mikey and Temps. We'll do a full Brentford preview. I'll attempt to do a better job with the graphics and actually read them before I download them after the absolute car crash of the Blackpool preview. So do join us for that. And then we're back post-match on Saturday with Mark and uh, Chris Aylmer to review the Brentford game. Right, uh, Emily, thank you very much. Thank you. Greg, thank you very much. Cheers, Matt. Good to speak to you, Emily. She's just nodding. Good yeah. morning. <laughs> you work in TV. <laughs> Grief today, aren't you? I feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's, I've noticed. Yeah, what's really bothering you, Matt? Talk to me. <laughs> Do you need a hug? <laughs> uh, well, I'll never turn the hug down from anyone. <laughs>
Yeah. It's usually me, Emily, so I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. Right. Thanks for your company, everyone. Very much appreciate it. Over 300 people with us, even though, like I said, we were here at like 11 o'clock last night. So uh, great to have you with us as ever. Have a good day and we shall see you tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.